0: Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between, with your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm your host, Randall McKeown today's episode, let's take a stroll to New York City, yes, that city that never sleeps. During this episode, we will be looking at the Bronx Zoo, Chrysler Building, we'll look at Central Park, Fifth Avenue, and many more interesting sights, sounds, and destinations of New York City. It is one city that you need to visit at least once in your lifetime. I had a fortunate opportunity to be in New York City to ring in the Millennium. How many people can say that? One thing I must say is that uh, when me- staying in, uh, in the New York area, I've always stayed on the Jersey side. So I don't know why we've never actually tried to stay in a hotel in Manhattan or um, Queens or Brooklyn anything like that, it's always been we've stayed on the Jersey side either uh, in the Meadowlands or an area called Sakakas. We've stayed there a few times and then we've just taken public transit into New York City proper. Taking the bus into New York City we always end up at the Port Authority. The Port Authority is a joint venture between both New Jersey and New York. And it was established way back in 1921. And it's just to help people get around um, from both states, uh, New Jersey into New York City. The bus terminal in New York City is located at 8th Avenue and West 42nd Street. And that puts you right in the heart of Manhattan. You're basically only a block or so away from Times Square. And once you're in Manhattan, It's really not that difficult to get around. The blocks aren't that very large. So either you're going to be doing a lot of walking. But again, while you're walking, get to see the sights. If you decide to take the subway, you might be challenged there a little bit because as I've experienced when I've been in New York City is to get to some of the trains, you're going down four, five, six, even seven levels to get down to the train. So if you're doing that and you're carrying anything such as a stroller, uh, suitcases, backpacks, something like that, it's, it's going to be a little more difficult for you, and the time of day too because it seems like in New York City, it's rush hour any time of the day. Riding the subway in New York City is an inexpensive way of getting around. If uh, you use a MetroCard, it's going to cost for an adult fare. It's two dollars twenty-five U.S. Um, Or if you, you can also purchase a single-use card or single-ride ticket, and that sells for $3, but you can only buy that at the vending machines. So just to make note of that, you'd be amazed at where you can get to in New York just taking the transit, whether you're going to uh, the Bronx, you're going to Brooklyn, you're going to Queens... You can get around by the subway. You get to places like JFK Airport, not really a problem. Or you can take a train past Jamaica Bay and end up at the Rockaways. You can even visit the Bronx Zoo. And I must say that my visit to the Bronx Zoo was a great experience. You can get very up close to the animals, and I thought it was well laid out. Really wasn't difficult walking around I don't know if any of you have been to the Toronto Zoo but there was a lot of walking there and it's a lot of hills especially the Canadian area so you have to be very cautious of um, if you have walking issues or mobility issues that the Toronto Zoo may not be good for you but at least the, the Bronx Zoo they've got it laid out properly I can remember being at the World Trade Center before before the attacks of 9-11 and uh, from there we were able to walk south we were able to go through parts like uh, Little Italy, the what do I call the fashion district or the clothing district um, Chinatown and we went right down to Battery Park and we've been able to go across and visit the Statue of Liberty I would say that was you know Quite an experience to get there to actually go inside the statue. Uh, we were going to go up, but because of inclement weather, they decided to close tours going up. But I did get myself uh, out uh, outside to get a good view of it, although it was pouring like it was um, a tropical storm. But still, the Statue of Liberty is a beautiful building, and I got lots of wonderful pictures of it. For any of you that are following any of my podcasts, you know that I am fond of photography and I take tons of pictures no matter where I go. We also made a trip to Ellis Island and one thing I want to say about Ellis Island that's a point of entry for a lot of people that immigrated to the United States is it has an eerie feel about it and not in a negative way, but a place of hope for people who wanted to come to make a new life for themselves and to give a better life for them, their families. After you return from either the Statue of Liberty or Ellis Island, you make your way up to the financial district area. And one thing I found interesting there there, was, I don't know if it's still there or not, but there was a McDonald's where there was a person playing the piano. And I found that very, very interesting that uh I have an actual piano player at McDonald's a sight to be seen and also the United Nations is located in New York City in Manhattan so it's something you can walk by and check out all the flags and see if you can find your country's flag I've had the opportunity to eat at uh, two different restaurants in Little Italy and I'm not sure if they're still there or not but One thing I can say is that when you're in New York City, there is never a shortage of different places to try to eat. I think almost every ethnic flavor is represented in that city. So no matter where you go, what corner you turn, you're going to find something that will fill your appetite. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, I was fortunate enough to visit New York City during the millennium. That was very interesting. We we were staying on the Jersey side. We were near Secaucus and took the transit in. We were hoping to get really close to Times Square. But what happened is they had shut off the subways, um, the exits so that, um, because there was already crowds there. So we had to go back a few stops, get off and make our way back towards Times Square. And we're quite fortunate enough to find a restaurant that was taking people in. And they were located on the second floor where we had window seats looking right out into the crowd. And that evening was, I can't really explain it, you know, I was the non-drinker that night. So I had pop and french fries and food. Actually, I think I got my food for free that night. But uh, the people I were with made up for uh, whatever they might have lost on me eating because of what they were drinking. But after we ran into, rang in the new year, we left the bar and we went out into the street. And there was about, I would say, maybe a, not a foot, but maybe 10 inches of confetti all over the streets. People were out drinking and open, celebrating, having a good old time. And one thing we noticed uh, we were walking and all of a sudden this whole parade of uh, mounted horses or police horses came. And that was a little frightening. Our party got separated as the police marched forward, but everybody was calm. There was no rioting, no violence, nothing really going on wrong. So we just continued to make our way back down the streets and just having a great old time. We turned down one street and it was like a strange sight. Look, straight down the street, it was very dark, but at the end you could see silhouette. Of mounted police, there was about five or six of them there, just make sure everybody was behaving themselves. We were able to somehow—I don't remember how—but we did make our way back to our hotel, and that would have been about three o'clock, three thirty in the morning. Uh, we got back to the hotel in Chicago, but we did get up early the next morning and we made our way back into the city. Well, at least a few of us did. Some were still resting from a night of partying. But what we realized when we got back into the city is how fast they clean up all that confetti. I mean, you could walk the streets and not know that there was a celebration that large in the city prior to that. Now, there's still a little bit of confetti just floating in the wind. Those are probably pieces that stuck on buildings. And as the wind gusts through there, blew some of them down. But the streets were clean. I was so amazed. When visiting New York City, you must see a play. Why why else are you in New York City? Broadway, you know, there's Broadway and then there's off-Broadway. There's shows going on all the time. And I was fortunate enough when I was down there to see you gets your gun and I was also able to see Victor yeah Victor Victoria that's the other one I saw plus I saw an off-Broadway play so I've actually seen three different plays while I've been down there and to give you some advice near Times Square there is a place where you can buy discount tickets usually for the shows that are happening that evening so you might be able to get yourself a really good deal check it out, or you might want to look online before you travel to New York City to see what's playing. But I tell you, you know, you can't go wrong with seeing a show in New York City. I remember my one of my first times to New York City, we made our way to Central Park. And we decided we were going to have dinner at a place called Tavern on the Green. This is very high-end dining, and I'd recommend it to anybody at least once you can say you're going to do it once we said we were going to only do it once and the food was amazing i mean it was probably one of the best meals i've ever had in new york and i've had a few good meals but that was the best meal. and when i say we're going to do it once later on a few years later we went to new york city with my in-laws and we decided They decided they wanted to go there as well, so we decided we would join them. So that's twice in a lifetime that we've been to Tavern on the Green. And I would say it's well worth it. You can also cross the street and you can get a carriage ride. It's a short carriage ride that takes you into Central Park. But it is very romantic and something also I recommend. There is plenty of shopping to do there. I'm not really much of a shopper, but when you're there with women you find yourself pulled into these stores. So I remember going into Macy's and one thing I remember about the Macy's stores, they had a wooden escalator and that was kind of neat. I really enjoyed, just think about how back that store goes, the history of the store. And I like how the windows were displayed for Christmas. It was just a beautiful display. Now, if you're just looking for t-shirts or sweatshirts or postcards or keychains, stuff like that, I would say almost every store that we came across in New York City sold souvenirs to show off their city. Someone asked me, what's the predominant color in New York? And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, What color do you see most? And I said, well, of course, yellow. Everywhere that you look, there's yellow. There's more taxis in New York City than I've seen in my whole life. I mean, everybody is scurrying around and flagging a taxi here to go there. It may only be a few blocks, but sometimes that's the quickest way to get around, or the most convenient way. Sometimes it's not the quickest because we've seen many traffic jams in Manhattan, so maybe a taxi may not always be a good idea, and maybe foot power is the best power. When I was in New York City with my in-laws, my mother-in-law is a huge baseball fan. So my wife and I were able to get them tickets to Yankee Stadium when they used to play in the Yankee Stadium. And the game was against the Cleveland Indians. And my in-laws were off to see the baseball game where my wife and I went off exploring the city. And it was a good thing that we decided to go on our own because I was able to go to Grand Central Station and just tour the station. It's such a architectural wonder and it's got so much deep history. It's worth the place of visiting when you're in New York City, even if you're not traveling anywhere from that station. Now, one thing I thought was was really interesting was there was a train going to Scarborough. And as a child, I spent most of my years growing up in Scarborough, but not Scarborough, New York, but rather Scarborough, in Ontario, Canada. We did explore the Chrysler building and it's again with its history and it's it's very iconic it's seen in many different films and it, it has a nice viewing deck at the top you can get a good look of the city and you can see uh, both the rivers and you can see for I would say miles and miles. So it, it is worth the fee to get up inside and go up to the top. As a photographer, I thought it was a, a good location to be able to grab some good pictures of the city. And I wasn't wrong. The picture turned out awesome. I had a great time up there. So I'd highly recommend it. And now when we actually toured um, that building, it was part of our our tour for the day. So I'm not sure if they sell single like tickets just for you to go up there, they might. So again, you might want to check before you leave to go to New York City. But it is a site that I would highly recommend you visit. I just want to go back for a minute and talk about... Um, the theatre theater experience in New York City is probably one of the best you find in the world. Um, London, England has a, a very robust theatre presence, and so does Toronto, Ontario, Canada. But as this podcast is about New York City, if you're looking to get cheaper tickets than that at the box office, I might suggest a place called TKTS, Tickets. It's located under the Red Steps in Duffy Square, which is located at 47th and Broadway. You can't miss this. The Red Steps are lit up like Christmas. So they are located right underneath and you should be able to get some discounted tickets for a theater that night or even within the next couple of days. So that would be a good choice. Are you a steak lover? Then I would suggest Gallagher Steakhouse. Yes, we went there and had a lovely steak dinner. They're located at 228. West 52nd Street, New York. The uh, experience might be a little expensive, but it's something that I would suggest you do once if you're going to New York City and never think you'll get there again. The food is excellent, and the service is top-notch. I highly recommend it. Something good to eat in New York City. As I record this podcast, we're still going through COVID-19, And many of the attractions, the restaurants, and the landmarks are closed in New York City. But once restrictions are lifted, and hopefully we'll have a vaccine for COVID-19 real soon, people are out and about and experiencing New York City, you will find so many different options when it comes to dining in New York City. You want to grab a quick... Burger and fries, there are places for you. Fish and chips, good places. If you wanna catch various ethnic tastes, almost every street corner has a different flavor for you depending on your the neighborhood you might be in. So there's no lack of places to eat in New York City just like there is no lack of things to see in New York City. They don't even have to be attractions, they could just be Vendors selling their wares outside, could be people walking down the streets, business people, tourists, students, there's so many sights and sounds in New York City it's hard to take it all in, and I would suggest more than a weekend, I would suggest that you plan maybe a week to spend in New York City, there is so much more to do than I can even describe in a long podcast. I have enjoyed myself every time I've gone to New York City. And as I said earlier, I was there during the millennium, so you can imagine the crowds that we dealt with back then. And I think it was, I felt safe because I was in a group, there were five of us. And I would suggest that if you were in New York City and you were alone, I wouldn't suggest much night walking by yourself. I would say go with a group of people and have fun, whether it be a girls' weekend, or not weekend, but girls' trip away for shopping, a guys' trip away to see some sporting events, whether it be the the Yankees, the Cubs, the New York Giants, whatever you want to go see. Um, There's so much sports there, like NBA. So don't think that... uh, you can see it all in one weekend because I've been there, like I said, three times, and there's still lots I haven't seen. So do do your research, prepare your trip, plan for the season that you're going in, whether it be spring, summer, fall, or winter. I found that uh, winter is not too cold. We were down there in December, and the temperature was about 55 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yeah, you just have to check it out before you go. So thank you for listening to this edition of Passports and Postcards, this episode on New York City. I might have further episodes on the city since there is so much more to talk about. This is just to give you a taste, and hopefully you will decide to travel to New York City. Thanks for listening to Passports and Postcards. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and listen out for further episodes as they come. Thank you again. Have a great day.